Oh boy, Dan, we forgot to write the ad this week. What are we going to do? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I guess I was kind of caught up playing League of Legends. (laughs) You're a big gamer, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, that and Counter-Strike. I, also Fortnite. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, Super Smash Bros. too. <laughs> Where do you play those games? And the third Super Smash Bros. Wait, what's the third one? Uh, I think Brawl. <laughs> I don't know. I get. I, I lose track sometimes. I do kind of around Robin. Let's see. With them. I've been playing a lot at my home. Oh, really? That's yeah. lame. <laughs> it's kind of cold in there, though. And I got to admit, there's really no cool music or food <laughs> wow uh, i know somewhere you could go what? i'm i mean beyond my home are uh-huh. there are there places like that i mean yeah. my home in the tower uh <laughs> yeah you're you live in the tower now no no i just mean those are the two places oh home and the tower yeah. okay I, I didn't get that you used the word and i misheard you dan yeah. this is a good ad <laughs> I know somewhere you could go if you wanted to, you know, not be cold and uh, not have to play by yourself all by your lonesome. I mean, first, you're going to have to convince me that there's more than two places in Springfield that I could go beyond my home and Hammond's Tower. But I mean, I guess I'll hear you out. Hopefully in late December, a new business in town will have opened today. Oh, I love new businesses. (laughs) In late December. You're going to have to get out of your house, grab some friends, and come play Overwatch like a boss. Contender Esports Springfield is the city's hottest esports gaming center with food, great music, and over 50 gaming stations for PC, Xbox, PS4, and Nintendo with all the latest games. League of Legends? That's one of yours. Yeah. Uh, Counter-Strike? That's the one I said after League of Legends. Fortnite? I said that immediately after Counter-Strike. Super Smash Brothers. Oh, my goodness. It's like it was written. Uh-huh. <laughs> it wasn't, though. It wasn't, We though. promise. <laughs> <laughs> Contender Esports is open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to whenever they close. They yeah. didn't tell us. And they're easy to find. They're right next to St. George Donuts. Not St. George's. St. George Donuts at National and Battlefield. Wow. That's the end of the copy. <laughs> I guess we should. I think I'll go there. <laughs> you should go there. Uh, sorry to contender esports. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for supporting the show. Spring Food Mo! In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate but equally important groups, the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute their offenders. Right here in Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I am Andy Carr. That's right, and I'm Dan Howell, and I'm, I'm, I'm simply not resting until we go to every single restaurant in Springfield, Missouri. You put the not rest in restaurant. <laughs> it's amazing we have yeah. already said that. <laughs> oh boy, what a what a weird day. What a weird episode this is going to be, Dan. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is a uh, who who knows when this will come yeah. out. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> We're recording it on Wednesday, November 20th, mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, oh, man, <laughs> we really don't know because uh well, our guest got sick. We're not going to introduce you just yet. But she got sick for our recording last Sunday, wasn't able to make it. And we just said, you know what? We got to have an episode out on Tuesday. We so we just threw one together. 
now recording this one. However, might have been a little fortuitous because, uh, well, listeners already know <laughs> I got a tumor and a little tumor. <laughs> Well, we, we haven't, I'm going to already have announced that on our uh, wheelhouse episode, and I'm already planning to ham it up real good <laughs> when I talk about it. It's benign. It's fine. Mm. Can you get some surgery? <laughs> it's, re- it's really fun to talk about. I yeah. mean, over text, I did have some fun with it, but uh, but but boy, here in the room, it, it's, it's weird. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we haven't talked about it in person, have we? <laughs> Listen, is your, you're hearing it happen for the first time. <laughs> Uh, we have guests that are my friends on for our wheelhouse episode that we haven't recorded yet, and uh, I'm just not going to tell them before. <laughs> just see what oh, happens. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> seems like a good move. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so maybe you're hearing this while I'm recovering. Maybe I'm watching a lot of Murphy Brown right now. Is that is that no. your recovery <laughs> show? No, Murphy Brown is. It's what popping in my head. <laughs> what are you going to watch while you're recovering? Yeah. That's kind of exciting. It depends on. When it happens, you know, trying to get it in by the end of the year for entrance reasons. So probably a lot of Star Wars if it's if it's still December. But if it's after that, I don't know. I don't know what my entertainment's going to look like. Have you watched The Good Place? Oh yeah, yes. Maybe like a week or two behind. Oh dear. But yeah, I I really love that show. It's good to rewatch, though. It's a good rewatch. Uh huh. That's great. It's a great idea. I could watch something I've already seen. I've never thought about that before. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. It's it's practically all I watch. Not really? <laughs> yeah. Man. Just things I've seen over and over again. Like the last waltz that we watched last Sunday together. How many yes. times have you seen that? Oh. I, I would say I've probably seen that about eight times. Uh first time on the big screen though. What a lovely movie. Yeah. Good old time. <laughs> this is so outdated by the wow. time listeners are hearing this. <laughs> yeah. We do have a guest today. You can hi. say. <laughs> I, I, I stepped on you saying hi by saying you can say hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to our first official returning champion. Wow. Arena Free. What's up? Thank you so much That's for right. having me so yeah. many times. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now, Verena, you don't know this, but uh, while we're not exactly sure when this episode will come out, <laughs> it is canonically a part of what we're calling Dan Simber. Oh, I love. Uh, <laughs> so I have to play the theme. Oh, it absolutely yeah. right, means fine. you have to play the theme. Liquid means rewind. A gunshot means forward. You requested it, so we rewind. Search. Yeah. This is my favorite part. You're not gonna say the thing hey, you said hey, before. I thought it's in the track now. Oh. Yeah. I forgot. I'll put it in post. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm not gonna do that. Well, to Dan Simber. Now we're halfway through the episode. <laughs> What what'd you think of that, Marina? <laughs> you know, that was uh, that was interesting. <laughs> I like it. It's not traditional like holiday music. Yeah. We need more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean I'm always saying it. Dan Simber comes earlier and earlier every year. Um, and sometimes you don't even know when it's going to come. Yeah, you have no clue. <laughs> um, this episode could be released in January, in which case Dan Simber just extends that long. January, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um, Andy here, of course, is a bit of a Dan Simber Grinch. Uh, <laughs> but I'm hoping by the end of Dan Simber, we get his uh, 
little heart to grow three times the size, so he has um, a another medical Grinch. condition that needs to be fitted, Dan Simber. It's true. He did. You just yes. need a little dog. A <laughs> dog? Yeah. Oh, that is what helped the Grinch, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the sweet dog. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like dogs. I just played with my grandma's dog today. It's got oh. one eye. It's a very sad dog. <laughs> oh, but it's very sweet. Sad dogs are great, though. Yeah. You yeah. know. Because it's like you're a dog. What do you have to to be sad about? <laughs> you're missing eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I don't think anything about it being Dan Simber will really affect <laughs> anything in this episode. Andy still did plan everything. I uh, <laughs> did the whole bio, all that fun stuff. But uh, just just thought you should know. Yeah. Oh, thank you for letting me be a part of it. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so what's up with you? Uh, not much. Just getting over being <laughs> sick. So. That was fun, but I went on a trip. I went to Denver, and then I went to Brooklyn, and that was super fun. Wow. That's um, quite the trip. That's a that's a whole lot of jet setting. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And in five days, too. And so it was like two and a half days in Denver and then two and a half days in Brooklyn. That's awesome. What did you do in Brooklyn? Did you eat stuff? I did, actually. I went to this place. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was a... I think it was Peruvian. Guy Fieri's American Bar. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was tempted. But like it was uh, sandwiches made instead of bread, they had plantains. Ooh, Ooh man. Oh, it was so good. And then like they made their own sauces and I don't know, it was really, really good. Really, really like juicy. And the plantains were fried like perfectly, which is apparently a difficult thing to do. Yeah. But no, that was really good. I went to an event and it was really cool to see that. But I honestly spent so much time in my Airbnb just because... There's so many people and anxiety is a thing. And so it's it's nice to just hang out in a New York apartment, though. Uh, Living that that New York lifestyle. Right. Indoors. (laughs) And it was like sleeting rain on one of the days I was there. So I was like, I'm not leaving this space. And like I lived in this place. The guy who owned it, he's a horticulturist. And so like there are plants literally everywhere. And so I just felt like I was in like this plant Eden garden heaven. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I'm good here. I don't need to even hanging with plants, eating plantains. Yeah. (laughs) Just plant yourself there. It's like plant cannibalism though. (laughs) I feel. (laughs) What? Are you a plant? No, all the other plants like are watching her. Yeah. I feel like they'd be like, wait, whoa. You know, (laughs) what you doing? Compost plants be eating plants. We need to f- stand up and face it that uh, plants are, in fact, cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's break what? through <laughs> what, What's this week's restaurant, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming and uh, doing this episode, even though we missed the last one. Whatever, Farina. Well, thank Excited you. to have you here. We picked. Did you pick tongs? I think she so. Did. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I hadn't been there. Before, no, and I'm excited to check it out. Before we get into all that, let's uh, stare at each other while we listen to a pretty extraordinarily long bio section for Tongs. Long because the dude lived a life, as you'll hear. Tong Trithara was born March 27, 1952, in a village in Thailand about 50 miles from Bangkok. Tong is a descendant of native Thai people as well as immigrants to Thailand from Vietnam, 
For a time during his childhood, Tong's parents operated a restaurant in their village. Tong's father cooked Vietnamese food while his mother cooked her native Thai cuisine. Tong started selling food very early in life. As a kid, he would walk the streets of town selling candy made by his mother, as well as ice cream from a cooler slung over his back. Tong attended Catholic schools in Thailand and eventually went to a vocational college from which he graduated early and then went to work as an assistant electrical engineer. Tong was doing that job, mostly installing generators for communication outposts in rural communities, when he had the first of a few experiences that altered the course of his life forever. Much of the material in this segment is summarized from an awesome oral history piece on Tong's life collected by a woman named Adele Lewis for the Springfield Green County Library's Ethnic Life Stories, a folklore program from about 20 years ago that was devoted to recording the memories of a diverse array of immigrants to the Springfield area. Those archives are an incredible historical resource, and I'll link to them in the notes for this episode. If you ever ate at Mr. Yin's, there's an exhaustive piece on him there, too, if you're interested. Tong's entry is about 43 pages long, and it's one of the shorter ones. Mostly what I'm doing here is summarizing, but the next part is so important and so wild that I'm just going to use the words of Tong himself. When I was about 18 and a half, I was out with a friend one night and got stabbed in a street fight. I almost died. I was taken to the hospital where they told me that the cut had only missed my lung by about a half inch. I was very lucky. While I was in the hospital, my father and my brother worked on getting me a visa to come to the U.S. They were afraid I would try to get revenge and either get myself killed or in a lot of trouble. After I got out of the hospital and recuperated, I went back to work for a couple months until the paperwork was ready. Then I traveled to Los Angeles via Hawaii. I arrived May 5th, 1971 with about 25 American dollars. At age 19, Tong lived with his brother in an apartment in Long Beach, California, where the two would cook food together and then sell it out of a catering truck. Until they got busted by the health department, Tong's first above-board job in America was at a McDonald's in Hollywood. Keep in mind, before that, he had been working in electrical engineering. Tong didn't speak much English, which made the fast food work difficult, and so he moved on to working at a gas station before getting a job at a popular local restaurant called the Brightwater Cafe. While cooking at the Brightwater, Tong began adding Thai flavors to American recipes, a practice that earned him many fans among the Brightwater celebrity clientele. Eventually, the Brightwater Cafe closed, and one of Tong's famous new friends got him a job in the kitchen at the legendary Troubadour nightclub in Los Angeles. Tong worked nights and spent his days in school, learning English and later earning his U.S. high school diploma. Later in the show, we'll get into some other events from Tong's life during the Troubadour period, but suffice it to say for now that Tong was right in the thick of 70s Hollywood, and he has some seriously great stories to show for it. Tong bounced around California throughout the next decade, working in various restaurants, bars, and nightclubs. In 1979, Tong was the captain waiter in a fine dining establishment, the hotel restaurant at the Ramada Inn near San Francisco International Airport. Tong's manager there received a job offer out of state and asked if Tong would relocate with him to the Midwest. Tong's response was, No! There's nothing there! A while later, Tong's boss called him on the phone from his new home and offered Tong the job again. This time, the salary was so high that Tong couldn't say no. And that's how Tong Trithara wound up in Springfield, Missouri. Tong's new gig here was at the Vintage House, owned by a man named Lloyd Kipp, who also ran another restaurant called The Tiffany House. Tong worked in Springfield for about a year until his visa was about to expire. Tong explains what happened next this way. 
I met a woman and asked her to help me out. She agreed, and we got married. And so Tong was able to stay in the States on a green card. Tong's first wife came from Lebanon, Missouri, and eventually the couple moved there and opened the town's first Chinese restaurant, Magic Walk. He opened a second Magic Walk location in Osage Beach, but eventually both places closed for reasons we don't have time to get into. Tong then spent much of the 80s bouncing around Missouri just like he'd bounced around California, working in hotel kitchens and opening and closing a few more Chinese restaurants. At one point, Tong was shot in the gut by one of his chefs, I mean shot with a gun, and later during a hospital stay for intestinal issues possibly resulting from the bullet still being in his body. Tong was in extreme pain, and he had a conversation with a higher power, yet another event that changed the entire course of his life. Tong dropped most of his vices and refocused on his main goal, becoming a millionaire. Uh, for real, he talked about it publicly a lot. He really wanted to be a millionaire. Around the late 80s, Tong moved back to Springfield for good. He was only in his mid-30s, still very young, and he began competing seriously in local kickboxing tournaments. Tong also returned to the service industry in 1991, opening a dance club for teenagers called Jamaica's on Pythian, just north of Chestnut Expressway. He also opened a country music bar in Nixa called Western Underground. Those places didn't last too long, though, but Tong kept kickboxing, running his own gym, and in 1996, Tong went back to work at a new restaurant called Thai House. It wasn't his place, he was just a cook there. However, three years later, in 1999, Tong branched out on his own one last time and opened Tong's Thai Cuisine on South Campbell near Walnut Lawn. Tong wanted to bring authentic Thai flavors and atmosphere to Springfield's south side. This is only the tip of the iceberg when it comes to stories about Tong Trithara. Most people who have stopped by his restaurant have at least a few. This December will mark 20 years of Tong's Thai, pretty much the man's first and only period of sustained stability. I'm really happy for the guy. However, I could not find any conclusive evidence as to whether or not Tong has achieved his goal of becoming a millionaire. That's it. <laughs> wow. wow that's a lot that's i left so body. much out left so much out oh my goodness he's a really interesting guy and we got a special segment later called tong tales or tongs tales uh, uh where we'll just we'll talk about some other stuff that, that dude did that's <laughs> pretty wild jeez we might have another special surprise to go along with that but let's get into this restaurant had anybody been before no i haven't no, no. This is the first time for me too. It had been there obviously for twenty years since I was a, a wee boy. What, of what made you choose it? I don't know. I just was like, Thai sounds good. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But like, I like the fact that he's also an immigrant because I am. So that's that's kind of cool. And you've been yeah. shot and stabbed. No, <laughs> we don't we don't share that similarity, <laughs> thankfully. But you know, shout out. <laughs> did you all talk to him while you were there i mean i did not the, oh. the time that i dined in i think i saw him making the rounds but he didn't make it over to our table they were pretty busy i did i talked to him <laughs> <laughs> let me get into my thoughts about the ambiance of this place and i'll talk a little about tong after that it's a pretty small place mm -hmm. in a nondescript strip mall uh, you walk in on the south side and immediately see the bar across from the bar the entire north side of the restaurant is elevated there's a pretty long ramp that leads up to two different levels for seating. On the lowest level next to the ramp is a big round table with a spinning top in the middle. 
Did you sit at that one, Dan, oh, just no. by yourself? I, I didn't. I wish. <laughs> I, I went with my lovely girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got big appetites. <laughs> just spin that around. Give me those greens over there. <laughs> you guys are still only greens. Bit of a, a, a lazy Susan. Yeah, exactly. No joke there. Just uh, <laughs> just a fact. <laughs> just, uh, just what it is. What if they put black-eyed Susans in the middle of the lazy Susan? What if they did that? <laughs> Brita, any thoughts? <laughs> I'm just rolling my eyes right now. Good. You can hear the wind of the eye roll in the microphone. It's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I was seated in the very back at a, at a two-top on the top level. I was, like, against the back wall. We had a snow day last week whenever I went, so I had the rare opportunity to try a place during a lunch hours for once. So I showed up about 10 minutes after 11, like right after they opened, and there was no one around. Didn't see anybody. Um, after a couple minutes, a server came out. She saw me and said, uh, he'll be ready in a minute. And maybe another five minutes went by. And then Tong himself came out to see me. He was really friendly. He made sure I was taken care of, asked if I had any questions. He was really ensu- he was really enthusiastic and kind. Wow. I don't have any like extraordinarily great stories about it. I will say that some other people showed up. And uh, he was enthusiastically cursing <laughs> with, this, with the two men at this okay. one table. Who are enthusiastically cursing right back? Hey, you know. So they were friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew everyone there but me. There were several other other parties that showed up eventually once they got into like regular lunch hours, like eleven thirty, eleven forty-five, and he knew everyone. That's so cool. I don't feel like there's many restaurants in town that have that like reputation of an owner that kind of makes the rounds. And yeah, yeah. I, I don't know of any actually. Anton's. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, you do know one. Anton is, uh, <laughs> he is never out of sight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Making weird jokes about your date and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I got an Anton story. I'll He's tell you off my interesting <laughs> guy. Uh, makes, makes a <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> I'm not going to leave that in. Let's get into what we ate at Tongs Thai. Let's start with some appetizers. Get what you, what did you try any appetizers? No. Okay. Dan, well, we, sure we tried some appetizers. <laughs> we tried enough for all of us. <laughs> There's a tongue combination platter that has a uh, satay, that skewered chicken, fresh spring rolls, crab rangoon, crispy spring rolls, the Essarn chicken, which is like a chicken in a lettuce wrap. We, we tried a lot of stuff. We sure did. And I'm glad we did because I only went once and I don't have a whole lot to talk about. So let's start with those chicken skewers, Dan. Oh, the skewered chicken? Yeah, the chicken skewers. Um, <laughs> you gonna, if you didn't like them, you could really skewer them right now. I, I actually really liked them. They were kind of strange. They were perfect rectangles of chicken mm-hmm. with like three just perfect little diagonal uh, char marks on all of them. They almost they, they were such uniform shapes that it seemed like tofu to me mm-hmm. uh but they, they had a lovely grilled taste they were awesome i'm pretty Hi. sure you said is that chicken yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't know. saw it uh i liked it it's uh, chicken marinated on skewers in thai spices coconut milk and then grilled to a golden brown Ooh. that's what it says in the menu Yum. uh more of a yellow sure. i would say but it's, sure. they're pretty good i really like that coconut flavor just like a very mild bit of coconut flavor it's it's pretty tasty a lot of coconut milk all over the menu all over the menu that's nice fresh spring rolls chicken shrimp chicken shrimp crab cilantro lettuce scallions carrots and bean sprouts rolled in a special rice paper i don't know what made that rice paper so special but 
It was still a pretty good spring roll. I think it had a pretty dense crunch to it. I almost thought it was like just double layered with rice paper or mm. something, mm. but uh, it, it seems like it seems like it had more uh, more more density. Yeah, here's the thing: there's typical. a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> It's not weird. There's just a lot of different meats in there, a lot of different flavors going on. There's a lot of different flavors going on in a lot of these dishes, and uh, very, you know, they're they're packed. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that um, Sarn chicken, which again is just marinated chicken, but this time it's in like a lettuce wrap. And this is one that a couple newsletter newsletter articles just raved about that I read. Like this is a highly recommended item. Thought it was fine. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It was that skewered chicken, but it was just in some lettuce. No, oh, my mm. thoughts. I do not remember having it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you know what time it is. Are you ready, kids? That's right. Stealth Goon Squad. Wow. It's not a Chinese restaurant, but they got those uh, crab rangoon. We got to talk do. about them. Did you try crab rangoon? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, no, but oh. I do have to say, like, I was I love crab rangoon so much. We know you're the you're the definitive uh you're the source. Apparently. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, I'm lactose intolerant so I really shouldn't Ooh. eat them, but I at one point, I think it was like 2 years ago was going to do like a tour of all the crab rangoons in Springfield and like figure out which ones had the best because there's like savory crab rangoons mm-hmm. and then there's sweet crab rangoons and then some places skimp on the amount of like filling that they give sure. you and, and whatever, but I have so many thoughts about crab rangoons. You have no idea. <laughs> what makes a good one? Okay. So you would think it would be having the most filling, which is not always that bad, but like if it's like a sweet crab rangoon, yeah, I want more filling. Cause mm-hmm. I like to tear off each of the points and like dip them into the middle sure. into the filling. But if it's like a savory one, like I want to see little bits of like green onions in there and mm-hmm. I want some like garlic in there and, imitation crab meat like i want it to be proportioned properly you know oh yeah does that make sense and 100%. like the crunch on it too like does it is it really crunchy or oh, is it like hard to tear off is it kind of gummy or i've had ones where they took like wonton wrappers and they put them in like a rectangle shape that mm-hmm. was yes interesting uh, i think um, teriyaki house does that yeah 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 and it was it was just a little chewy though yes yeah. but it was <laughs> still really good are. and there's a lot of filling with it, which possibly I was, the most filled in town. Yes, which you would think would be good, but it was just a little much for me. But it was still really good. But yeah, so I want to hear how were they? No, no, no. Hang on. What's the best? What are your top <laughs> ones? I don't in town? know. Yet. I need to like. Oh, okay. I had. I was gonna do a tour of like all the ones in Springfield, and like I started having like digestive issues because mm. again, <laughs> lactose intolerant. Right. Sure. And so I was like, maybe Allergic I should to not shellfish. do that. Gives <laughs> you a coconut, a coconut <laughs> cream. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. There should be vegan crab rangoon. Absolutely. Oh, Jake. That should be a thing. Yeah, Jake. Make that happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um, so I need to I don't know yet. I like okay, China King and Ramatai okay. both have Ooh, sweeter yeah, crab rangoons. And I really like those. And then um Mimi's Hong Kong Inn on what is that? Battlefield and now Bar. golden cuisine. I oh, is that what it's called yeah. now? Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not the same place any longer. Oh, no. no, they had the best like savory crab rangoons. Hmm. I'm going to have to try it again. Good. Yeah. Good ones. We had it last week. Okay. Well, we'll no, have to we try it again. That was two the days ago. <laughs> 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 that was our replacement episode. I gotta say, 
Verena, whenever I tried this crab rangoon, I was so excited that you were the one to pick this restaurant because you've got the best takes on the crab rangoons. I feel like you're a pretty definitive <laughs> source of what is good in them, and you didn't try it. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. Oh, you, you should be sorry for yourself. You weren't prepped. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I didn't know. <laughs> you got to get out there and try those crab rangoons. They were some of my favorite. Listen, I've ever had. Were I'm they sorry. sweet? Were they savory? What was it? A combination? I, Andy's about to lay. We got to cancel this segment what? because they're they're not crab rangoon. They're rangoon delight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that that's not just a different dish i looked at that today crab meat cream cheese water chestnuts Ooh. wrapped in wonton skin and fried to a golden crispy are crunch water chestnuts okay, so i did not see those but maybe they have the regular ones they're pretty savory the, nice. very savory they have full pieces of green onion in mm-hmm. them nice. and they have more of a green onion taste than any that okay. I've had besides homemade crab right. rangoons. Yeah. They taste the most like homemade that I've ever had in town. I, I thought they were great. Mm. I think they're they're very unique. I typically like a very crunchy crab rangoon. That's mm-hmm. that's what I like. These were not that crunchy. This one on, oh. on was edges. a little gummy. I very think you chewy, could get it crunchy, yeah. maybe, but it, probably not for long. Yeah, but it's its own thing. Like if you treat it as its own thing and you're not expecting like your standard right. cheap Chinese food crab rangoon, I think you can really enjoy it. Okay. I, I did wind up yeah. liking it a lot. Yeah, they're they're pretty tasty. They're worth checking out. Certainly unique. I don't think I know of we haven't tried another place that has them in this sto- no, style. No, absolutely Ooh. so far. So how many do you get? Like what's in full order amount? Six we- pack. <laughs> okay. I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I need to know that, but I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I well, need to know. Question. <laughs> we got the Tongs combination platter, right? I think they had four oh, yeah. total. I went back one time and I got a sixer. <laughs> the, the, the eyebrows, as you said that. I wish we got a video of you oh. waggling your eyebrows up and down. I got a sixer. <laughs> <laughs> Only for the room. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm um, not going to lie. Like, crab and goons for the longest time, those would be, like, my snack. Like, I just go there. They're so good. And just get the crab and goons. And, like, the savory ones are good with the sauce. The sweet ones... Mm-hmm. I don't dip them in the sauce because the sauce is already sweet and they're sweet, so mm. it's a little too much. But I actually have a whole story about crab and goons. It's actually really sad, but also <laughs> really funny. But I won't get into it okay. here. Okay, <laughs> we'll have you back for a Chinese restaurant, <laughs> and we can talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> or we can do it as another bonus section, or we can just not do it at all. It involves going to a hospital. <laughs> And coming back, and I remember before I went to the hospital, I told both of my sisters, don't eat my crab and goons. I'm going to want them. And I came back, and they ate them, and I cried about it. Yeah. Because they were from Mimi's at the time, mm-hmm. from Hong Kong. And now, was this after the shooting or the stabbing? <laughs> 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 All right. Next, we have crispy spring roll. The, the menu says, thin, wait a second, thin egg roll? Been been looking forward to doing that for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> thin egg roll. <laughs> the description of crispy spring roll says thin egg roll. I mean, that's a pretty good chicken. describer it of is. a spring roll. If you for some reason knew what an egg roll was, uh-huh. but couldn't describe it. That's true. Roll. Yeah. Filled with ground chicken, bean thread. Mm. And julienned vegetables fried until crispy. 
These were very good. So, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. And they are very thin, but they're very brown and very crunchy. But they get that thin crunch where they uh, give almost immediately. Yeah. Yes. And you get crunched throughout because of those thin, like, kind of glass noodles. Yeah. Ooh, so good. And the, the bits of chicken mm-hmm. are, like, present. And A lot of meat them, Taste them. Ooh. Do they come with the sauce? There were three different. You didn't get any sauce, Dan, because they didn't have anything to transport them. But they came with three okay. sauces: okay, peanut sauce, okay. and then two other sweet sauces that have of indeterminable uh, name <laughs> origin. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They were sweet sauces. Nice, but they weren't sweet and sour though. They were like different. Cool. Um, Grape jelly and <laughs> strawberry jelly. <laughs> These were fat for spring rolls too. And they were served fresh out of the fryer, Dan. I'm sorry if you did only got them. No, I brought no, them I, to I, you. I think that they were lovely. We, we did our, our patented, I eat at the restaurant and then I bring Dan lunch at his job. <laughs> Sometimes Aww. we got to do that. You know, I didn't know how many other times I was going to get to visit Tongs. Turns out it was a bunch. A bunch. <laughs> <laughs> it was tongue scaldingly hot. Wow. So hot. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more thing to talk about before we get into our entrees. It's going to be some soup. Wow. Hot soup. I didn't have any soup. Oh, wait. I yes, brought I did you have soup. soup. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just been so much I know. since then. I know. Um, <laughs> the wheelhouse is also a, sort of a Thai restaurant. <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking about this stuff for a while. Okay. Hot soup, chicken and rice. Finely chopped carrots, white onions, green onions, bean shoots, and rice, along with finely ground uh, chicken and small pieces of chopped tofu. That's my description. It wasn't in the menu. This was an addictive salt bomb. A lot of complex umami flavor. Nice varied texture. Enjoy the taste bite to bite. Didn't love the lingering aftertaste, really. It, it just The flavor just stuck around sure. the, for a while. The soup made me insanely thirsty. It had a lot of salt in it. And I like salt. Tasted good. Couldn't stop eating it. Also, as you said earlier, it was a snow day. Uh-huh. Um, which uh, I don't get snow days at the... Uh, VC firm I work at. We make Aww. them up. <laughs> we make them up. We don't just get time off. <laughs> well, you get time off now. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to make up a day of my job. Yeah. Some hey, determined to get some time off, buddy. Grow a tumor. Let's <laughs> get some time off. No. Now he's gonna lure this freaking tumor thing over me all the time. Wow. <laughs> It's benign. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just remind everybody it is, in fact, benign. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, they should take out, like, the part of my brain that makes me real weird <laughs> while they're in there. <laughs> Go ahead and poke around. Uh, make me just... Can you make me normal? <laughs> give me a shred of confidence, please. <laughs> Anything. Okay. Let's get into those entrees. Dan, you went twice, so we'll do you first and last. All right. I went three times. Thrice. <laughs> Thrice. I mean, I, I did go twice. You brought it to me once. So I brought it to you, but tell me, <laughs> did Tongs bring it? Well, he, he approved. <laughs> Andy, uh, you did, in fact, bring it to me. And in the app department, which we just discussed at length, um, I'm just now remembering that I've forgotten app. We'll slip that in later. The app depth. <laughs> yes, the app depth. Those were delicious. That, that was the time that we split the sampler. My other thing, can't say I loved it. Can't, can't say it was my favorite thing I've ever had for the show. It was the Thai Rito. 
Hmm. Saw this on the menu. It's described as the ultimate gourmet burrito Thai style. It is the first thing on the menu. Um, So it's not like necessarily a deep cut, but it is very clearly a wild thing to exist or consume. Very much a thing Dan would order for the show. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think we had a whole text conversation about how obviously I have to get the Thai burrito. There's there's nothing to it, really. It's described as a delicious blend of vegetables, chicken, simmered in coconut milk and secret spices, wrapped in a flour tortilla, served with Tong's own special sauce, a side of spicy rice, parentheses, with or without cheese. Hmm. We discussed whether to get it with or without cheese as well. We didn't really discuss it because the only option is with cheese, obviously. We discussed how (laughs) that was the only possible way to go. And I got to say, I, I did not like this at all. And I, I'm, I'm not sure. Just to describe it, I, I had the array of apps. I was enjoying that lovely soup. Then I open up the styrofoam box containing the Tyrito. <laughs> and the smell that permeated off of it was so strong. Hmm. Just a strong, strong, almost vinegary I I don't even have the words to describe it without almost sounding crude, so I really don't want to because we've been doing I liked that a, a lot of the other much. food here. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was that it had sat in the box for a little while. We've gotten in a little trouble for that in the past. Nah. Um uh don't want to be further chided by uh the the wonderful, beautiful people of the internet. It's not a chai burrito. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a couple bites of this, and I, and I, I could not continue. And and I've I've worked it through my head a bunch of times. The inside of it, all the different ingredients were lovely. There was a great mix of vegetables, some zucchini in there. Uh, the chicken looked really good. The spicy rice on the side was great. But something about just the the strong strong stench of this burrito which uh my lovely girlfriend smoke show and i have deduced that maybe it's the special tong sauce with the cheese the cheesiness of it maybe added to it i just don't know thankfully spoiler alert my next two visits were a whole lot better yeah but uh didn't love this one didn't love this one (laughs) go ahead Oh, I still not gone. You haven't gone? I didn't know I was supposed to go. <laughs> so I'm just here listening. <laughs> All right. Okay. No one told me. I don't Dan know. Dan Simber. This is perhaps the most shocking spring food <laughs> mode bomb. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love hearing about it, though. It sounds so lovely. <laughs> That's very funny. That I'm is so incredible. terrible. I'm sorry. I've been no. sick, man. Like, my okay. brain is <laughs> still trying to recover. <laughs> you were sick. You went on a trip. Oh my god! Um, so we're just not going to put. We thought we didn't know when it was going to come out. Now it's just not going to come out. Why not? No, no, no. It will. <laughs> um, we are still going to require you to give it a star rating based on what okay. Andy and I have said, though. So uh, do diligently listen. Okay. <laughs> so no, no, no. Sorry. She listens. Obviously, she knows the star rating system. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
That's maybe the best moment in the entire history of the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for this episode to come out yet. Oh, that, my that word. Is in October 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I will try it eventually. Vote for vote Macklemore for president. <laughs> oh, he you're gonna have to try it and call in and yes. and leave like a miniature phone review. Yes, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> and I'll do the crab and goons especially. Like I'm definitely getting crab and goons. I'll have lactate on deck. It's gonna be great. Okay, Dan. I guess hit us with another one of your visits <laughs> since I only have one uncharacteristically. My next visit, I decided to go a little more classic dan um not to say that i ordered it to go and then ate it in my underwear alone <laughs> the tyritos the most classic dan thing on the menu well until you see the uh cashew sauce oh now there's kind of a strange part of the menu that is divided into the sauces that mm. can go on your different just mix of meat and vegetables one of them is tong's cashew sauce this came with red and green peppers yellow onions scallions and cashew nuts that's according to the menu i'm gonna let the listeners in on a little secret it's got way more than that it's also (laughs) got squash zucchini Mm. there's a whole lot of vegetable in there for a cashew chicken not your typical cashew chicken not breaded chicken just nice chunks of white chicken meat you know yeah, chicken. Oh, I know. <laughs> chicken meat. <laughs> the other day at work, they were arguing over whether, like, other animals that aren't cows have meat. Yes. Yeah. They yeah, do. No, that, yeah. Yeah. I, you uh, work with dumb people. <laughs> Don't say that. No, I've met people listen. you work with. They're very nice. <laughs> I gave somebody a like a nod and a shrug when I brought that food in. And she looked at me and I was like. <laughs> the classic Andy <laughs> nod and shrug. Um, I thought that this was lovely. It had a nice dark cashew chicken style sauce, a little more complex. Really reminded me of uh, Leong's, actually. Mm. Really uh, very close to, I think, the original source recipe here in Springfield, nice, Missouri. Yeah. That was lovely. Great. I just realized. The first three times you were on the show, Farina, we provided the food. Oh, my goodness. So it makes total sense (laughs) that you wouldn't. That's right. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to think of what the first place we went to was. It was Supreme Bakery. Yeah. And we brought all that here to the house. Uh And she did our taste, our hot, our, he's like, he had coalition. Wow. We bring the stuff. This is, this is our fault. (laughs) No. And let's be very specific. (laughs) It's Dan's fault. Put eloquently, uh, I shit the bed. (laughs) I really shit the bed with this one. It's okay. It's like I get to hear like the best review about a place I'm about to go to. Yeah, sure. I'm about it. It's it's fine. (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't know. (laughs) So now our listeners get to hear someone who's basically a listener. (laughs) Yeah. Except that she doesn't listen. (laughs) I do. I haven't listened to like the last couple. The the ultimate irony of it all is in a later segment, we're going to eat some food that she brought to us. Pure irony. (laughs) That's irony, right? (laughs) Uh, Sure. It's like random wedding day. Oh, that was me that got that text. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) All right. I tried emerald chicken. Bam. To the surprise... Bam? You say bam? Is that what he says? 
Bam. Emerald. Emerald. Okay. I got it. Emerald. Emerald. Emerald I took a trip to Emerald Chicken City. Oh. You like the 7 p.m. records. <laughs> yeah, they're good. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, yeah. I'm about to prove you wrong. <laughs> okay, this is uh, the description of this dish is going to surprise no one who's ever listened to the show. Remember, we've covered even a vaguely Thai restaurant. Marinated grilled chicken on a bed of cabbages and veggies and topped with, got any guesses, Dan? Peanut sauce. Peanut sauce. <laughs> or a medium spicy. Should have gone full spicy because it wasn't spicy at all. This is a very small chicken breast sliced widthwise, so like kind of long, thin strips. Not much chicken, enough for maybe 10 small bites. Uh, the peanut sauce is very thin, like a soup ladled into the bottom of the plate. Uh, I looked at it, and I thought, uh-oh, uh, this is, this is going to be boring. It looked, it looked <laughs> boring on the plate. But then I took that first bite. I was actually quite surprised at the onslaught of flavor. The chicken had obviously been marinated in that coconut milk and spice blend before it was grilled. I think that's just got to be like a house marinade. I think all their chicken mm. must be. I could be wrong. But it seems a like lot all of them the say marinated. Tong special seasoning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it had been grilled just the right amount. It was very juicy and very tender. It was almost like that melt in your mouth quality, but it was chicken. Wow. It was really, really good uh, texturally. The sauce strongly tasted of peanut, <laughs> obviously. But it had a lot more going on. There's like a hint of mint to it. And while it wasn't especially spicy, the peanut sauce did have like a mild burn in the throat after the swallow, which I enjoyed a lot. Now, I will say that the sauce was so thin, it dripped right off the chicken and down onto the bottom of the plate. It was so thin, you couldn't get any peanut sauce on the chicken if you ate it with a fork. And uh, naturally, I ate that chicken with a spoon instead. I just spooned up some sauce and chicken at the same time. Really enjoyed the emerald chicken even though it was quite different than I had been expecting and not even necessarily the type of peanut chicken preparation I normally prefer. like it breaded, Dan. Me too. Want that chicken breaded, but you know what? The marinade gave it enough flavor that I didn't miss the breading all that much. It was a pretty tasty dish. Wish there had been more. Maybe it was just a lunch portion. I mean, Mm. it was still like $11 or something, and it was like a very small chicken breast, but it tasted good. Not complaining about the taste, just the portion. Mm. Enjoy the dish. My next one was huge. It was definitely a dinner portion. And boy, was it good. You know, here at uh, Spring Food Mo, we've coined a little term. It's called save the best for last. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm doing that this week with the Bangkok fried rice. Authentic fried rice with egg, chicken, shrimp, pork, pineapple, red and green pepper with Tong's special seasoning. This was so good. This was some of the best fried rice I've ever had. Nothing like I I don't have much to say beyond what the ingredients were Uh in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Besides, you get a good amount of shrimp, which is always a plus. Ton of chicken in there, some pork, and those pineapple chunks. I was thinking like maybe shredded pineapple Mm -hmm. throughout. No, we're talking cubes of pineapple. But clearly, they've been cooked with the rice because you get some of their sweetness permeating throughout. This was so, so good. Whenever you dine in there at the table, there are three sauces in just cups with spoons in them. I'm not sure what any of them are, but just mixing those up with it. A little bit of green sauce, a little bit of like chili oil, a little bit of red sauce. 
Boy, I was sauced up. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I loved it. That's great, Dan. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds lovely. It was, it was so good. Like, I would definitely recommend it to uh, anyone, anyone I pass on the street. Sounds like generally positive experiences, with the exception of that one item. With the one item, yeah. The, cool. the Tyrito definitely had me on my toes for a second, but I kind of want to try it again, honestly, just without cheese, maybe in the restaurant and see if I was just missing something or if it was a fluke. But at the same time, boy, (laughs) (laughs) awesome. So I think that's all we've got. I guess it's time that we rate Tong's tie. I mean, obviously there's only one option with this out of five. Dan, how many shot and stab dads <laughs> would you rate Tongue's Tie? <laughs> oh, man. Not a building. I think it might be the first non-building rating. Yeah. Um, how many shot and stabbed dads? Boy, I think, you know, had I rated it right after that tie Rito, um, it would be probably much lower than this, but but I'm going to drop a big fat four on them. Wow. I know I drop a lot of fours. You do. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not becoming too common, but also, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I dare you to bring up what I rate places. I, I do not care in the slightest. Not scientific, Dan! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> we got to stop doing that. We really do. <laughs> Uh, Dan, I had a good time, and I went. I think it's a cool s- spot. I think Ta- Tong is a really interesting character, and uh, it was fun talking to him. Seemed like a nice guy. Really enjoyed watching him interact with his customers. That was a little, even. I'd say that was probably just as much fun as eating the actual food was. It's worth going just to meet Tong, and uh, I'm gonna give the entire experience a rock solid 3.5 <laughs> shot and stab dads. <laughs> Good, good time. <laughs> now, Speaking of dads. Yeah. Every dad has a child. <laughs> you know, that's a fact. And some I of think... those children went to high school with me. Oh. Dan. Oh. I, some of some father's children went to high school with you, Dan. Yeah, plenty of them, like okay. 300 different ones. I guess some of them were probably siblings, so less than that. One of them in particular, Mr. Dakota Trithara himself, Tong's son. Oh. So I think we're about to get him on the line here. Get some Tong tails straight from his seed. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Dakota. Dan Howell here. Spring food, Mo. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Pretty good. Just got in from the uh, Canadian winter, so glad to be indoors. That's right, folks. Dakota, you're being recorded right now, and Dakota is all the way up in... Do you consent? <laughs> yes, please consent to this recording. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, hi, Dakota. My name's Andy. I'm Dan's weird friend. Yeah, hey, Andy. I've listened to the show. I've listened to a couple episodes, and so I recognize your voice. Oh, I'm sorry about that. We've also got Verena here from Hi. our Heat Head episodes. If you'd listen to any of those, they're pretty good. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> Just like anyone else we try to insist the show's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, Dakota, we were hoping maybe you had some uh, tales about your father for us. Uh, it, it seems that he's lived quite the life. I've heard a few stories of, of his long storied life, uh, but let, let's hear him from you. Oh, yeah, can, so... So he's definitely lived quite the life, you know. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure you guys have been talking for a while, so I'm not sure what all you've discussed. Um, we, we, but I, I can maybe provide some insight into something specific if you have anything in mind. We we have talked about him being shot and stabbed. Um, yes. <laughs> now, I, I want to ask you this. How many times did he bring that up as you were growing up? And then, uh, a few. A few. <laughs> yeah, so we... we, uh, we he, I mean, he... He would talk about that from a pretty early age, at least in my life, you know, as I was young. He, he was pretty open about it. Um, but I kind of update you, because I think Dan said that, Andy, you picked up his uh, life story book that was done at the Springfield Cultural Project. Yes. Um, and in, in that book, right, he talked about being shot and the bullet still being lodged in him, right? Right. So he uh, actually just recently in the past year or two, past couple of years, uh, the bullet actually had shifted and gone uh, closer to one of his uh, butt cheeks, I think, and the doctor was able to pull that out. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm happy for so him. He, he, he actually has the bullet now. He's got to keep the bullet. That's so cool. Did he put it on a necklace or something? <laughs> I don't think he made it into a necklace. I think he just keeps it at home, you know. But uh, <laughs> Well, that rules. I'm glad he got it out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any super secret stories for us? <laughs> um, man, I don't know. Cause, uh, I think one all covered in that book. Because, you know, Dan, uh, as graduates of Glendale, both of us are, right? You know, Sensei Go also Falcons. had one of those books wrote about her. What's that? And uh, Sensei, the Japanese teacher at Glendale, she also was part of this cultural... Uh, story movement that oh, was wow. kind of being uh, done in Springfield. Aww. And so I think the version that my dad had to give was fairly PG. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, because I think oh. I was kind of their hope for that. Um, There's some, like, talk about drug use and stuff like that in there, which is pretty interesting. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, if you talk to my dad, you know, and go to the restaurant, you get him really talking, you know, he might pull out a picture of him you know, smoking in the jungle of Thailand. Um, <laughs> you know, because you know, in the states right now, especially in uh, some of the states like Colorado that have legalized cannabis, you see there's actually a culinary movement to incorporate uh, cannabis into cooking, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But my dad joked that he was doing that a long time ago. They would cook with cannabis and make some good food, and you know, like, he clearly doesn't do that at Tongs. That would be highly illegal. But <laughs> sure. <laughs> Dakota, what are you doing up there in Canada anyway? <laughs> I'm pursuing my doctorate in international relations and comparative politics. Sounds pretty easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't have to do much. I just kind of go and show up, and maybe they'll give me a piece of paper. Dakota, can you tell us can tell us some Dan stories? Got any good Dan stories? I'm sure he's got one or two. Oh, good old Dan Howe. Well, what I love is that one of the first episodes of your guys' show is on Ziggy. Oh yeah, Ziggy's Uh Cafe. 
Yeah, good old Ziggy's Cafe, and uh, I mean, I have uh, there, there's some late night memories of hanging out with Dan at parties where you know we would go to Ziggy's. Sometimes Dan would come along, sometimes he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Does that depend on how much but, money uh, he had to spend? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, but then you know, Dan, I, I, it, it's no surprise to me that Dan Howe is doing a show now about food because. You know, in, uh, at Glendale, Dan had this revered role in the assembly. Oh, yes. Mm. I, I don't think we've discussed this yet on the show, so I guess this is as good a time as any. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Dan was, I don't know if you volunteered for this, Dan, or if you got coaxed into it, but they would dress Dan Howell up as the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> At a random period in the assembly, at some point, all of a sudden Dan Howe would just come out of the wings and just run across and chase someone who happened to have a hamburger <laughs> on <laughs> And just, you know, exit the other side. And, uh, but it was pretty great. I, I thought that was always one of the best parts of the assembly. That's great, yeah. You know, and I, I just hope they catch that guy. I, I still deny knowing who that Hamburglar fellow is. Uh, I can't <laughs> let you in on a bit of trivia, though. Those were actually McGriddles because uh, oh. assemblies, oh. usually they usually would buy them before school had started. So mm. cold McGriddles mm. uh, for all you uh, class of 2008 to 2010 spring food moheads. <laughs> Glendale High School. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's great. All right. Since we're in this tongue tale segment, uh, Dakota, I'm going to read a section of your dad's memoir here. And uh, yeah. this isn't even salacious. This is just crazy. This is really cool. Um, your, your dad worked at the Troubadour, which is like a le- legendary nightclub in L.A. Like every cool band played there. Elton John played his first U.S. show there. Uh-huh. Uh, Tong Trithara met Elton John. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, um, a guy named, uh, Kenny St. John got him this job at the Troubadour. Kenny St. John was uh, an agent like for actors. Uh, I remembered Mr. St. John's offer and went to see him. The place was packed. He gave me a job on the spot, even though he knew I was not legal to work at the time. First, I was a cook and a bartender and later bar manager. The Troubadour was located between Beverly Hills and West and West Los Angeles. I cooked hamburgers and steaks, made sandwiches and salads. The kitchen was small, but not everybody ate as they were there to see the show. Uh, the club held between three and 400 people. I got to meet a lot of, lot of famous people. Okay, this is where it gets wild. Number one, Dan, on this list, Elton John. Wow. Miles Davis. Okay. Sarah Vaughn, Bonnie Raitt, Three Dog Night, Cheech and Chong, Paul Newman. Cheech and Chong? Yeah, both of them. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, Randy Newman, both the best Newmans to live. <laughs> Newman's own. <laughs> yeah. The Smothers Brothers, wait for it, Cher. Whoa. Greg Allman, Al Tarot. Probably Tom, met them together. <laughs> Tom Waits, Linda Ronstadt, Barry Manilow, Steve Martin. And I kid you not, Dakota, do you know what's coming after this? I do, I do, okay. yep, the, it says, the mooning. It says, so yeah, Steve Martin, I mooned Steve Martin once. <laughs> Just playing around, he's funny and he liked me. 
Is your dad Forrest Gump? (laughs) (laughs) It says he wasn't famous back then. He was just starting out, just a goofy guy. None of these people had made it yet, not even Elton John. One time I had to kick John Lennon out of the nightclub, but that's another story. I did learn a lot of English working at the club. Just decided that kicking John John Lennon out of the club was not worth telling. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, so man. I, I guess I'll wait and hear what your question is, and then I'll, I'll elaborate. There's no question. Do you have the John Lennon story? Uh, yeah, so, so part of the story that I've always been told is that it was uh, Elton John and... No, sorry, it was John Lennon and Harry Nielsen together, the lime and the coconut guy. Wow. My yeah, God. yeah, and they were drinking real heavy, and, uh, you know, my dad was also a Muay Thai fighter, so he's a real uh-huh. big guy okay. back, back then. And so they, when they were causing some trouble, you know, they would come get my dad from the kitchen, you know, and, and then he would be part of whatever crew that was kicking people out, so. Yeah, um, Literally so kicking them out? Yeah. Uh, but then also, I mean, I think you guys have been to Tong, the establishment. Um, and so you've seen the picture of him in Three Dog Night. That, I, I know he has that picture up at the restaurant. I imagine um, I did see it, but did not know <laughs> what the members of Three Dog Night looked like. Despite that you've seen it. I have seen it. Well, Dakota, that is simply incredible. One, one of the craziest tales ever told on Spring Food Mo. Probably... Next to Ziggy's, uh, maybe the sole episode you've listened to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is the best one. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the second best, maybe. I, I, let, let's get him on the show. I want to get Ziglari on the show so bad. Hey, Dakota, thank you for consenting to do this. Hey, no problem, guys. Um, you know, I think it's really cool that what you guys are doing and trying to visit all the different restaurants. I hope that you enjoy the food. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what, what you guys got. Hey, uh, what do you, know, you think about the Thai Rito? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on this Thai Rito? So the Thai Rito, you know, uh, I think it's really cool because I think my, a lot of my dad's food is actually Thai fusion. Mm. You know, and so the Thai Rito is a fusion, obviously, between Thai and Mexican food. Uh, and, you know, my dad tells that as, um, him and a, a Mexican guy that was working in the kitchen together, they got... Uh, the idea to that they should just mix this cuisine and make this dish, uh, and that happened a long time ago. So that's where it came from. And then he, he, he you know, put that obviously on his menu, and he, he got some coverage from like 417 Magazine about huh. that dish. Um, but then he also had some other fusion dishes, like that. Thai and beef. That's a fusion between Thai and Korean, right? Kind of like bulgogi beef, but with the Thai influence. He's a predating the wheelhouse here in town with uh, the Thai fusion food. Yes, yes. Well, Dakota, thank you so much. I love you, buddy. I miss you very much. Good luck up there in Canada. Uh, and and it really just go get them with that, with that college. <laughs> go get them with that college. <laughs> that's the best advice I've got, Dan. I appreciate that. Hey, tell Dan next time you're coming down. I mean, if you don't want him to know, don't tell him. <laughs> but tell him next time you're coming down, you can come on for real. That sounds great. I would love to do that and try some food with you guys and give you my thoughts. Thank you so much, Dakota. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. What a... (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. That was so cool. That was so cool. I'm glad that worked out. All right. So that was Tong Tales. 
and uh, I guess it's time we move on to our next segment. Uh, Farina's still here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're going to do Farina's last meal. Funny bitch. Farina. Yes. So, unfortunately, you've been sentenced to death mm. by the only man who can, Mr. Mayor Ken McClure. Now, the reason, that's a bit complicated. Andy, why don't you tell her the reason? <laughs> <laughs> well, you run uh, the baking, uh, I guess it's a baking company, yep. right? Intuitive Sweets. Baking Project. Yes. Intuitive Sweets, mm-hmm. which we can get into here in a little bit. Or you can get into it now if you want, whatever. Listen, this is not a man who trusts his intuition. Um, Unlike Jewel. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't trust his intuition unless it concerns who to execute and who not to. So, uh, but he f- finds you, he's, he hears you're very intuitive and you're guilty <laughs> of being intuitive. Perhaps so. the most abstract <laughs> reason. Yep, that witchy stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so he sent you to death. Um, By burning? Uh, yep. Is that <laughs> burning, burning too many Can I make cakes. a request for my death? Is of course. that okay? Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to burn, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually going to caramelize you, of course, because okay. of the sweet nature that you work in. Um, mm-hmm. Covered sugar, uh, kind of slow and low, just real. Uh, it's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how about that last meal? Four oh. courses, drink, appetizer, entree, dessert. This is something I think about quite often, actually. So, and By the way, we have very strict rules that you can't break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I have an alcoholic drink and a non-alcoholic drink. That's okay. We'll yes. Uh, this yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Golden Girl Rum Club. They have a matcha pina colada. Ooh. I don't know if they have it right now. It might just be a seasonal thing. But that would be my alcoholic drink. It's so, so, so good. Um, and I mean, who cares about a brain freeze if you're going to die anyway? Yeah. So whatever. Live it up. And then for <laughs> my non-alcoholic drink... The jasmine milk boba tea from Society. Oh. Have you guys tried there yet? No, no but we did we have somebody not. recommend yeah. Society for there. So good. Last meal recently. Oh, my goodness. And I think the guy who owns it might have worked at a Bamboo before. Ooh, wow. But don't quote me on that. But I, I think I used to see him there a lot, like serving or something. But he's really great. And like their flavors are just so... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but like he really cares about good quality flavors. Like I can tell it's not just like powdered stuff. Yeah. You know, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. That boba stuff scares me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm going to choke on one of those little balls. <laughs> <laughs> one of those easily digestible tapioca yeah. balls. Yeah. Yes. You got teeth. Get one lodged to my <laughs> what, I'm supposed to chew my tea now? <laughs> I mean, I once went somewhere where they had lattes and they put actual peanut butter in the latte. Seems like it was ice. Sounds gross. And I was like, I feel like that's a choking hazard. Yeah. Because if somebody chokes on peanut butter, you can't do the Heimlich maneuver. You have to swab it out of their throat. I don't know that adding peanut butter to something like necessarily imparts the peanut butter flavor either. Like I think you you just have to eat the peanut butter to get that flavor. I wonder if maybe they were out of the peanut butter syrup maybe, but like I don't think that peanut butter is the right choice. It's hot enough to melt it. 
if, if you got like one of those uh, processed creamy peanut butters, I could see that melting down. But I think one of oh, those sure. natural ones would be a little bit more difficult. Also, be very oily. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't sound good to me. It was okay. Like I got it was a mocha with peanut butter. But it was iced. Yeah. And it was just, it kept getting stuck in Where? my straw. Where was this? I don't want to say. Okay. But it's here in town. <laughs> okay. So appetizers. I couldn't choose like less than two. So I would either do the gorilla steak um, from oh, Yoselin's. It's so good. It's so delicious. <laughs> and okay. I actually talked to the, I don't know if he was the owner of the kitchen head. Because me and my sister would get it every time we go there. And we're like, yo, like the plantains in this are perfectly ripe every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? And they were saying that they have like a special machine that they use to make sure that the plantains are the perfect ripe consistency. And Is I was like, it, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. Like they use some kind of machine. I don't know the technology to make sure that it's ripe. And I was like, it shows. Like, because we grew up eating plantains. Like that was just, we ate that all the time. So like. We're like, we can tell whether or not, and these are always ripe. And uh-huh. it was, we just really appreciated that. And I think they like the sauces too. I think maybe the peppers they use for yeah. that, they might, there's something that they, they do there too. And it's so good. You, you qualify this as an appetizer. I know it's not, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's Fair, my okay. last meal. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, you're not the first person to take an entree and make it into an appetizer, yes. I don't believe. Plus, I feel like I always wish it was a little bit bigger anyway, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Um, and then for my other appetizer choice, it would be the curry wings from Scully's. Wow. Yeah, with the basil mint ranch. Because, I mean, I'm lactose intolerant, but if I'm going to die, whatever. <laughs> Scully's know. has a strong presence in the last meal segment. They a lot, do. A lot of yes. Scully's picks. I think they suck, personally. <laughs> 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 Right. <laughs> that would be like the hardest 180 in the history of the show. Yeah. It's 2020 now, maybe, and Scully sucks. <laughs> Spring Food Mo said it first. <laughs> they're probably going to just shut down the restaurant right now because they're listening. Just shutter it. While they're prepping food for the day. Yep. Give Jeremy his last <laughs> check. He just walks off in the sunset. <laughs> like sad Hulk. <laughs> okay. Uh, so entree? Yes? Yeah. Okay. So this these, one. What, is going to be desserts? I mean, we, we don't have to go in order. That's true. No, it's fine. You do, you do your. I thought, well, yeah, there's rules. That's true. So from Zeka, actually. Or I don't know how to pronounce it. We had a big debate about it, and I yeah. forgot where we landed. I go yeah. Zika, but I, I also don't know. What, I've heard Zika, too, and I'm like, I don't I don't know. I don't think that's... I hope that but pronunciation I don't know. doesn't go viral. <laughs> like, please, because that's, that's something else, right? Wow. Not a... Okay. <laughs> so Zika, they have this chicken Kashmiri, and then they have Kashmiri naan, which is like, it's got like cherries in it and nuts. So it's like a sweeter oh. naan and it goes really well with that dish. And normally I would get it at a medium spice level, but if it's the last meal, like bump it up to oh, the highest yeah. spice level, make oh, me yeah. feel alive for a second, please. And thank you. <laughs> and also let's talk about spice levels for a second. Sure. So I've worked for people and like they would order food for me and I can handle like top tier spice usually. But I think they took that to mean that I want all my food that they order for me to be uh, the spiciest yeah. of the spiciest. And to be honest, like I feel like spice should add to a dish. Mm-hmm. 
but not like the highest spice level. Like some dishes, the higher the spice level, the more it adds to the dish. And others, like medium spice level is totally fine or even like no spice, you know, like just because it can be spicy doesn't mean it needs to be, Yeah, you know, so. Honorary member of the He Head Coalition, Colin, rest in peace. (laughs) (laughs) It blew my mind when he said heat is flavor. He like yeah. recontextualized it for me. That kind of yeah. goes along with what you're saying. Like, heat is a, a part of the flavor of the dish that you're eating. It doesn't have to be the only component. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like overpowering either. It can just be an element anyway. Mm-hmm. Such a smart guy. Shame, yeah. what happened to him on that trampoline? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he die eating spicy food? Oh, is that canon? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know where he was doing it. Okay, so he sent me a text. He listened to that today and sent me a text about it. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Moving on. <laughs> it's not making the episode. Um, uh, so dessert. Uh, pineapple whip. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just the regular flavor. And that's what I would want. I don't know why. It's sure. Just, I was craving it when I was thinking this up and was like, that's the one. That makes two regulars and one grape, mm-hmm. right? For last meal. Yeah. That's probably our most often chosen. It's our, you know, there's been three people choose pineapple whip, yeah. which makes really? it the most popular Aww. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're doing something right. Uh huh. Gotta say, I don't love it. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, we'll do really? it someday. But maybe it, we've talked about it every time it's been picked. Burns my but, mouth. Yeah, really. Not, not yeah. a big fan of the pineapple. Whip. Do you get like a metallic-y feeling uh, on yeah. your tongue? That's so interesting. I had a friend who like they get that, and then also I think they get like when they eat either cilantro or parsley, it tastes like soap to them. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you know, no yeah. people like that for sure. Yeah, that's so interesting. Maybe the tumor will fix it. <laughs> maybe getting that thing Get, getting, getting the tumor out what if yeah. I suddenly hate peanut butter <laughs> no. bad, my life will suddenly be bad I would like just be, have a headache forever to continue liking peanut butter <laughs> what I would be more worried about is you you keep telling me how you eat soap and it tastes like cilantro <laughs> to uh, uh, you know I, you I gave you that, doing that. Gave that taco the other day I actually shredded some soap over the top it's a little tacos bill move <laughs> 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 you know I, I don't know who you're talking about I don't think I've been around when that person's come, come to the show no not once <laughs> uh, Verena has very generously brought some donuts for us again you can go to at intuitive sweets on Instagram to check out her baking and uh, I'm just vamping because uh, she's <laughs> she went to the kitchen to get them. You can check out the uh, Supreme Bakery episode from December 2018 for the last time that Verena brought us some lovely sweets. Mm-hmm. And boy, were they good. <laughs> yeah, I ate them <laughs> right after you all left the tower. All right. Now, Verena brought us a whole box of little miniature donuts. She's now presented Andy and I each with a plate of our own with two donuts on it apiece. I mean, you don't have to eat them all, but also. No, no, we do. (laughs) (laughs) So while Dan and I munch, why don't you tell us a little bit about Intuitive Sweets? And even though I'm sure every single person listening listened the last time you were on, you can tell (laughs) us uh, like your your ethos. What, What are you about? Originally, I got into baking actually just as like a stress reliever for me. And I got into it because I sucked at making cookies. I don't know why, but they would always just turn out terribly. And I was like, okay, I need to like figure out. And then like, I realized like baking itself was just really relaxing for me. And like when I got into college, anytime there'd be like finals week, midterms, whatever, like I would just want to bake something whenever I was really stressed or 
like couldn't study anymore. My brain could not hold any more information. Um, and so baking was just kind of a thing that really helped me with that and like really therapeutic. And then I worked at a natural food store and, and they ended up needing some help with baking and they let me do that. And my first couple of weeks there, like a lot of the stuff that I made ended up selling out within a couple of days. And I was like, okay, like, I kind of know what's going on. Like, not like to toot my own horn, but like, okay, I like, I'm not completely just in the dark about what's going on here. This is great. And like, I got a chance to learn so much being there too. Um, and got to try a lot of stuff because working at a natural food store, like they're paying for the ingredients. So you can get like the nicest ingredients cause it's not on your dime, you know? So that was really, really cool to get to experiment. And that's, and I had been a barista before that. So I really wanted to explore infusing like teas and espresso and stuff into baked goods and the best ways to do that. So that was really fun. And then I had a lot of customers who, after I stopped baking there, they would want to have me make certain things that I'd made for them before, like for parties or like events or whatever. And I was like, okay, maybe I should keep doing this, you know? And so I would just kind of document some of the stuff that I made and I post it on my Instagram and I'll get orders from people about, you know, different things. And I call it intuitive sweets because it's really more, I don't want to make just the regular stuff. Like I'll take something that you're used to having and add some kind of weird twist to it that you wouldn't expect, but you're kind of like, Oh no, that makes sense. Sure. Hopefully. Well, these yeah. definitely made sense to me. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about these donuts that we're eating. Okay, so this was actually a new recipe. I'd never made it before. Oh, but, wow. Um, so they are vegan purple sweet potato chai tea infused oh. donuts. I was wondering what that flavor was. I was thinking clove, but chai tea is like... Oh, so I'm going to be up all night. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> and so I... One, wanted something that was purple, but two, because of being a barista, like this time of year, pumpkin spice is just like the only thing that people care about. And for whatever reason, it just stresses me out. Well, not stresses, but it just like irritates me that that's all people care about. And I've noticed like a lot of things now are coming out that are pumpkin spice and they don't even taste good anymore. They're just like, oh, it's pumpkin spice. So obviously it's good. And I remember I was joking around with my coworker a couple of years ago about how if I ever opened up a coffee shop, I wouldn't make pumpkin spice anything. Everything would just be sweet potato or some other kind of like vegetable or squash spice. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, sweet potato spice, donuts with chai tea. Why not? I'm not just saying this because you're here and they're free. (laughs) (laughs) These are extraordinarily good. good. They're so good. Yeah. I mean, just starting visually they're beautiful uh-huh. they're they're miniature donuts as we as we've described i'd say they're about the size of a about the <laughs> diameter of a miller high life bottle <laughs> at its base hmm <laughs> standard metric <laughs> and boy they're they're so good the texture is crazy they're so soft like just it uh, silky smooth but you got this layer of sugar over the top that gives it a crunch yes yeah oh it's, it's so good and there's like a purple drizzle on top uh, I, yeah they, these are delicious i'm glad yeah. that there's like 20 more in there <laughs> i'm glad that you said that they're for my girlfriend so i get to take them any <laughs> <can have> any. <laughs> 
I have a tumor, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andy, you can have the donuts. (laughs) It only eats donuts. We should remind our listeners it is benign. He's going to be fine. I'll be right. (laughs) (laughs) So people can go to at Intuitive Sweets on Instagram. Yes. And they can message you if they want to order some stuff. And they Mm -hmm. absolutely should. They definitely should. Holiday season is either coming up or just passed. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to vote for president next week, folks. Maybe you're dating a (laughs) lovely vegan person and you need some things for your Valentine's Day. Or maybe somebody with some food allergies. Brina also specializes in uh, catering to your food allergy needs. Yes. If you're going to do that, I've had a couple orders like that. Just send me like the information of like all your different food allergies. Like I've had the last two people, they had like pages of stuff that they could not have Mm -hmm. like spices, meats, dairies, like lots of things. And I will figure out a way to cater to that for you. And like, I make sure to do like the research on like, cause there are some things where it'll say like, Oh, they can't have grapes. And it's like, okay, but that's also like wine. That's also like, other things that are made with grapes or like they couldn't have like beets and like molasses is sometimes made with beets Mm. in it and sometimes not. And so you have to like look into that. So yeah. And if you want to let me try and come up with some kind of dessert for you and you you got a lot of special dietary needs that nobody wants to cater to, I'll, you know, I'll give it a try. Yeah. (laughs) Marina wants to. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, (laughs) For another week of Dan Simber <laughs> in the can. January. <laughs> January. What, whatever. January. <laughs> it's in February. <laughs> Who knows when this will be? Yeah. Well, I'm glad it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as we end every episode in Dan Simber, are we ending it? Is this the yeah, very we, tip top of the end? It needs to be over. So <laughs> okay. I can take another bite of this donut. Uh, you know, go ahead and support the show. I'm and, sorry. Let's go back. Is this the tip top of this very end? <laughs> Yeah, is are we at the the pinnacle yeah, of the Dan, show? We're at the tip top of this very end. All right. Well, for <laughs> another episode of Spring Food Mode, Dan Simber edition. Remember, uh, <laughs> well is good, <laughs> bad is dumb, and everyone's, everyone's hot. hot. Oh yeah, we forgot. What the the oh, staff at Tongs? Yeah. Now you can't comment on this, but uh. Samokin! Bunch of hotties up there. See, in Dan Simber, we also uh, rate the attractiveness of the wait staff (laughs) and management of all the restaurants. Mm. Um, I gotta say, for the second week in a row, tens out of tens. (laughs) Just 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 a bag of dimes. A dime bag. Tongue out of tongue. (laughs) That must be your joke, not mine. We gotta go. A whole bunch of certified hotties. Have a good week, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Alrighty. Hey, guys. So, it's Verena. I'm back. I finally got a chance to try Tong's Thai. And I'm still so embarrassed that I didn't even think to ask you guys if I should go there before we recorded initially. But whatever. We're here doing the thing so i went ahead i ordered pickup actually and i got the crab and goons and then i got the 
uh, tongs wok with chicken and assorted vegetables. And then I got for dessert um, the sticky rice and mango with Thai custard. So let's get into it. Okay, so first of all, the place. I love the way that the place is set up. Like, it's super nice in there, but not, like, in a pretentious kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, you could go there after work and not feel like you're not supposed to be there. You know what I mean? So I really liked that. Like, it's still really nice in there. Um, and when I walked in, like, when you first get in, there's, like, a bar off to your right. And they have, like, two TVs up at the bar. And I thought it was kind of funny because, like, while I was uh, waiting for him to cash me out, um, I look at the TVs at the bar, and both of them are playing, like, food channels. And I was just thinking to myself, like, yo, if I was in here and I was starving, like, those TVs would be, like, torturous right now. (laughs) Um, But anyway, but, yeah, love the space. It's really cute. It's kind of tucked away. Like, I drove past it initially because, like, I, I don't know, like, the little street to get into there it's between like two um uh car lots or whatever so i just was like oh crap there it is okay so the place check uh the crab and goons so first i want to say i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of picky about my crab and goons not because I, like, see myself as a foodie or anything like that, but just because I'm lactose intolerant. And so if I'm going to eat something with dairy, my mind about it is that it should be worth whatever bathroom trip I'm about to have in, like, an hour. So, like, I go into that, into eating dairy with that in mind. And also, like, with crab greens, like, I like, you know, a certain amount of crispiness and, like, the... um wonton to like filling ratio like what's that about is the dipping sauce good or is it just kind of like uh whatever and I have to say that I love their crab and goons like they are definitely savory um but I loved that the dipping sauce that they have with it is sweet with like a slight kick to it it was just like the perfect merriment between like sweet and savory crab and goons because I love both I love sweet crab and goons okay so crab and goons Got it. Loved it. They were great. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the dessert next, actually. I got the Thai mango with, or the sweet rice with the mango and the Thai custard. That was really, really good. I've actually had sticky rice with mango before somewhere else. And usually when I've had it, the mango is like cooked or maybe it's grilled with like some kind of syrup. So I actually liked that the way that they have it. It's fresh mango and then the Thai custard. Like, I ate a bit of the Thai custard with the mango together, and that was on point. So, yay for that. Um, Okay, and so finally, for the entree, I got the chicken wok with the ginger and carrots and bell peppers and mushrooms and all that stuff. Okay, so initially, I was going to say that the dinner portion – okay, well – let me say, the dinner portion, I feel, is definitely on point, especially with the price point. That said, they forgot my chicken. And I hate to say that because, like, on my drive home, like, I could smell the food and it smelled so good. And I was just like, oh, I can't wait to eat this. And then I got home and, like, I opened it and there was no chicken. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just, like, a smaller portion of chicken. Maybe I just got to dig around for it. But... They totally forgot it, and I was already home, and I just got off work, and I was tired. 
so I didn't really want to go back and get it. But yeah, so that's the only thing is like I can't really speak on the chicken, but I can say that the sauce, the vegetables are absolutely delicious. It came with rice, and so I just rolled that in with everything. It's a little saucy. Um, like it's a little soupier than I would like, but maybe if the chicken is there, it wouldn't be, but taste wise, it was really, really good. And I didn't get any spice level because I wanted to taste it like as they make it. And I feel like it, it's, it's really good. It's got like a sweetness to it, but it's still tangy. Like, I don't know what kind of sauce they put on there, but it is really good. I just, uh, wish that I had some chicken to go with this. That's all. Otherwise, everything was good. I really liked Tongs Thai, and, like, I get it. Like, accidents happen, so I'm not, like, you know, too worried about it. But um, I would just say, like, if you're ordering for pickup, definitely make sure that you check your food anywhere, not just at, like, Tongs, but just anywhere. Make sure you check to see that everything was there before you leave. That was a rookie mistake on my part, but I was just tired and hungry, and so I just rushed home. And so, yeah, there wasn't any chicken. But otherwise... Everything was delicious that I've had from there. Definitely like the space, and I would definitely recommend it. Just, yeah, check your food before you leave if you're taking it for pickup. Anyway, it's been Verena. It's been fun talking to you. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Oh, now Verena's hair. Oh no! These coils. Oh yikes! You know, it's thankfully it's not like attached to my head for real, so I can just. We're back.